You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose. And now drops it, Kane shoots, trickling puck, Nordstrom reaches out with his left leg and kicks it away from the net. That was going in. In tight, Huberto trying to go back into forehand, they score. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. The Flames win it! Yeah! Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Friday, the big show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Um, Still an extreme cold alert out there. Um, But at least it's Friday. Yay. And uh, the Flames lose 4-3 in overtime last night in Las Vegas to the Golden Knights. Uh, we're all over this game. A lot of highs, a lot of lows, mm-hmm. but still can't get it done in Sin City. A lot of Anaheim vibes right now out of Las Vegas. Yeah, from back in the day. Yeah, where it was like Which a was decade like, straight. Was like unbelievable was how they just could not win in Anaheim. Yeah, it was the worst thing ever. But unbelievable is another word. Yeah, uh, last night's game the was... The old uh, Getzlaff and Perry and yeah. Kessler days. Yep. <laughs> J.S. Jaguar. Oh, just the worst. How gigantic was J.S. Jaguar in net? That is a big man. Well, because his pads, yeah. his padding was so enormous. Yeah. And there were several goalies back in the day who used to rock it like that, but can't really do that so much anymore. Although... Who are we talking to about goalies that say basically everybody gets an exemption on their gear anyways? Hmm. Because like Kevin the, Woodley? I don't know. No, it wasn't think Kevin. Goalie, I think Kevin Woodley right away. There was somebody else who was on the show, and I wonder if Patty can remember because his memory is oh, way God. better than mine. But we were talking about how uh, was when it? they made the changes. Was it Cron? It might have been Cron. There was like certain parts of the pads that hurt too much. So the goalies actually got, like, exemptions from the NHL. Oh, you know what it was, Matty? It was you and I talking about the Hellebuck interview with Merrick and Friedman. Mm. That's what it was. Because Hellebuck mentioned that they, they used, was it, uh, Corey Schneider as, like, the test dummy? Exactly. And he loved the equipment, but everybody else hated it. So Hellebuck's got to have, like, air between his, like, ch- uh, his chest, pa- uh, chest protector and, like, his skin because the pads were, the puck was just killing him. Connor Hellebuck interview on 32 Thoughts. Mm. Very good. Yeah. The Jake Allen one that dropped yesterday. Oh, that'd be good, too. It was a lot of fun. Mm. Jake he's a Allen goalie's is a, goalie. He's a fascinating guy yeah. to listen to. The way he thinks the game That is. guy's going to be a goalie coach well, somewhere. Or an analyst. Like If he's yeah. an analyst, that would be the best. Well, when you talk about when you talk about goaltending and pads, some goalies from like the 80s and 90s say they like to feel the puck. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, felt it. Okay. Wait, yeah. It hurts. All the power to you. Yeah, these guys shoot it hard and it hurts. Yeah, that's not for me. That's what I'll say. Um, Flames lose 4-3 in overtime last night. We got a ton of hockey dudes on the show. Mike Feuda, <laughs> Derek Wills, Connor McGahee. Like, we're all over Look at it all these hockey dudes. A lot of hockey dudes on the show today. Um, wanted to talk about this first before we dive into the Flames. Um, had a ball hockey game last night. Did you? How'd you do? Now... Is there anything worse in Uh-oh. beer league Uh-oh. is when the other team doesn't show up? Like at all? Is, is there anything worse than winning by forfeit in beer league? Uh, no. 
Did, um, I would rather lose and play than win and forfeit. Especially like I I would rather just stayed home. Yes. Like no offense to my teammates, but if I can, I would probably rather just not leave the house. Like we we used the time, we had some fun. Like we we played three on three, did like a shootout. Like it was yeah. fun. But you can still get out there and ski yeah, around, get a little same. sweat on. Around. Yeah, like it's not it was competitive good. enough. Because I'm still horribly out of shape, but it was good. It wasn't the same. So here's the reason why the other team didn't show up. And it just makes me hate like the age we live in right now. <laughs> so three of their guys show up. And generally when we play teams, they have like 12 to 15 guys. Mm-hmm. So you're like, this is a problem right away. Yeah. So they moved the game originally from 9 o'clock to 8 o'clock last night. So apparently in their team's chat, um, they thought it was still 9 o'clock. So the three guys, two of them are on the chat, didn't bother to say, hey, guys, actually, we play at 9. We play at 8, not 9. They just because originally they're... it was 9 o'clock. So guys in the chat didn't bother actually checking the website of the league. Mm-hmm. They just went by the Snapchat. So like four or five of their guys showed up to play at nine o'clock. Guess what? You've already forfeited because the game was at eight knucklehead. But that's the one thing that I, I just couldn't wrap my head around. The two guys who were there are on the chat and said, hey, guys, we play at eight. They just didn't bother to send a message to everyone else. Yeah, I it's like it's indefensible. I, it's like I, you're an idiot. I think it, there's a lot of blame to go around here. Like my team has a nice little application that frankly, I get way too many notifications and messages from, but I still check them and I'm still up to date on what the team's doing. There you go. And I barely even play on f- games anymore because they're too late for me. And and now, and ne- wait, you don't go because games are late? They're at like 9.45 and 10.15 and on the week, during the week, George. Mm-hmm. It's way too late. No, well, you're not like me. I went to hockey and then watched the Flames game after I came back home. Yeah, I, would, like I wouldn't o'clock. even do it on a non-game day. Yeah, because you and I are different animals. I can operate and host a mediocre show at, on like an hour or two hours of sleep because then I go home and sleep for like five hours. Yeah, and I don't like to sleep that long during the day. I love it. It's the best. I sleep for like an hour and a half max because I don't like wasting the day. So this league, when you forfeit, Hmm. You have to, there's a $130 fine that the team has to pay. Really? Yes. I like that. You think that would deter teams from. No, hey. But they didn't show up. It was hmm. really frustrating. And real quick, uh, the soccer team, uh, I got a match on Sunday, Patrick. Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, I'm not going to name her name. Okay. But uh, we have, uh, It's it, you can have, you can have women on your team. So uh, she played her first game uh, before the Super Bowl. So the league was off for two weeks for Super Bowl and Family Day weekend. Mm-hmm. So the week before the Super Bowl, we played. And uh, right near the end of the game, she collided with the keeper. And she came off, and we thought she was okay. No, apparently she suffered such a horrific rib injury. She had to spend the night in hospital, and what? she's out for the season. Oh, my God. Full yeah. season, hey? Yeah. Her goes, ribs. I can't play. The, I can't play the rest of the year because of my rib injury. Good luck, though. She showed up literally for one game, destroyed her ribs, and that was it. Shut it down. Woof. <laughs> yeah. So now what? You're headed to the uh, waiver wire free agency? I have no idea. You got final lady? I'm just showing up on uh, Sunday, and we're going to get smoked again. And you're just bringing your good attitude? I'm just I'm just there to score a goal or two. That's essentially oh, okay. what I'm there for. The, the two you it's, guys get. Yeah. 
Uh, in the words of Terrell Owens, I love me some me when it comes to soccer <laughs> on Sunday. Get your popcorn Because ready. I just want to score because we're going to get <laughs> smoked. And uh, we have a goalkeeper who, God bless him, uh-huh. doesn't really know the position, <laughs> can't really catch the ball, uh-huh. doesn't know the rules. Oh, so he's coming out and tough. playing it out of the box. Yeah. And like, and I'm like, like, I'm yeah like, that's a penalty, man. And obviously, yeah. And obviously, like, I, I'm not stupid enough to go in net because I don't want to, you know, have these Balls kicked to me at high velocity from close range. No pass on that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Not for me. No. But uh shout out to uh her and hopefully her ribs are fine. <laughs> because it was in the Snapchat. Uh and I'm like, good lord. I felt bad. Look me three no, the WhatsApp, not Snapchat. The WhatsApp. Yeah, Snapchat. Look how old, yeah. I was how, on how young and hip for you. I was on Snapchat. Oh, yeah. Belichick. Like Bill. You know what I hate about WhatsApp? Just why can't you just text somebody? <laughs> What's the difference? It's because they like it when it's like, but I'm like, they're like, it's not encrypted, but aren't normal text messages encry- not encrypted? Like, like What's not, the difference? I don't know. Isn't it usually that um, What's it's that's, by internet rather than cell service? That's true, too. That's usually the one. Like, I use WhatsApp when I'm uh, But who's still on a plan where it costs them to send texts? The only time that... International. I, like, you, like, who's still on that plan? The only time is when I don't have service because I'm in, like, a bunker. I.e. the okay. Saddle Dome. Then uh, I do get wireless, but I don't get cell service down there. Okay. But apart from that, yeah. It's no. like, how many times you... I don't know. Does this... Do you know what it used to be, George? Is that it used to be that iPhones and Samsungs were not compatible at all in group chats. Mm, whereas yes. nowadays, they are. They are. Yeah. You can do whatever. So what's the point? Well, I... I so think it's Android's it's grandfathered and, yeah. in. Yeah. Okay. But from I mean, the old days. But again, where... I sound like an old guy. Like I know Snapface, like Bill Belichick would say. But what's the difference between texting and WhatsApp? Like I just, I just. Snapface and all. Yeah. It's it's the same thing essentially. So anyway, uh, they uh, the team last night messed up on Snapface, <laughs> and then we had a big forfeit last so... night. By the way, too, when it comes to cell phones. Do you know anybody who still pays for minutes? Have you ever been in line at the store and somebody buys minutes for their phone? No. And you're like, wow. I remember wow. those you days. You still do that? I wow. remember those days, People though. still have those. Um, I didn't even know you could buy, like, minutes on a plan. I thought they were just like, no, you no, just, you you still just can. get unlimited, bro. Like, it, there's no Yeah, difference. you just go to, like, 7-Eleven. Can, can I get, like, $30 phone card? Like, yeah. We, we fooled you the whole time. They weren't actually that expensive to give you yeah. minutes at all. We could just give you unlimited minutes. Listen, I envy people without a cell phone still. Like, 0405, man. It was tough time. How much data do you use in a month? Me? Yeah. I don't, like, I get, well, here, here's we, the... We get the 10. Here's here's a peek behind the curtain. So uh, the company pays for my phone, mm-hmm. and I get to text message pretty much every month. You're over your data limit. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. And I'm like, whoops. Yeah, we have like a, a Rogers plan that you can get as staff, and I think it comes with 10 gigs, and I've gone over it like once. And that was in the first month of moving mm. when I didn't have my internet set up, so I was like yeah. Chromecasting Netflix from my phone for the whole month. I got so much data, and I've only used <laughs> 1.6 megabytes. I have like you mean gigs? No, well, it's, yeah. no, this is my current roaming period. No, no, we're good. Well, this is this, this is, is very <laughs> this is electric talk about <laughs> cell phone <laughs> and your data. Anyway, uh, yeah, it sucks uh, when when you're all amped up to play, and then the other team absolutely just bails <laughs> and doesn't show up because they're idiots. Essentially, that's what they are. Yeah, they're idiots. They're... And get, eat your 130 dollar fine. All right. 
Flames lose in Vegas last night, 4-3. Want to ask the text line, 960-960. Mm-hmm. The next time the Flames win in Vegas will be... The next time the Flames win in Vegas will be... Because last night, blew a two-goal third-period lead. Heard this on the post-game show, which was on before our show. The Calgary Flames this season, Matty. Uh-huh. Five blown two-goal third-period leads. That's tied for the most in the NHL. You know with who? Anaheim. This is surprising. The Edmonton Oilers. Oh. oh. Yeah. Uh, they've had a few. You think of the, Vancouver they, would be there? Edmonton had a few recently, which yeah. I think caught up to him. Like they had like what three three goal blown leads in a row. Mm. I want to say in like the last ten days. And then the Pittsburgh Penguins, wow. four. You think the Vancouver Canucks after their start to the season would be on that list? No, no. The Calgary Flames. Oh, by the way, the Flames, thirty five one goal games this season, which leads the league. <laughs> And 22 one-goal losses, which leads the league. That's so many games to be yeah. so close. And, and then I was thinking, like, what's the Flames' record against the puck line? Thread. But usually there are a lot of favorites in these lines, so they wouldn't be covering the puck line. Yeah. Probably like 50%. But another frustrating game last night. And the team ran out of gas in the third period. Oh, yeah, big time. Like, they only generated, what was it, nine or ten shots the final two periods. Do you know what tells me guys are fatigued when they're dropping their gloves and they're dropping their sticks? I'm like, what is going on here? And there was starting to see a little bit of that, that in the second period. And then it really carried over in the third. And you saw the fatigue really set in. Because what did they end up with? A uh, grand total of, um, hmm, check the numbers here. What was it? One shot on net? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that won't help you in the third period. Uh, when you're playing against a team that's pretty good in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Not good enough. Uh, never won in uh, that arena, no. which is an electric factory. Oh, seven and one. You've been there. Yeah. The game I went, it was the... the But the experience is good. The experience was awesome. The crowd was awful because the Canucks came in and rattled off three goals in the first 10 minutes, and it was kaput after that. So, but I do like the building. I do like the area, and I do like being on the strip more than anything. Yeah, it's it's, it's an awesome spot. Yeah, I like it there. Yeah, um, to have. It would be uh, nice to be there right now. An NHL uh, team. The Flames will win in Vegas when blank. The Flames will win in Vegas when blank. Because the texture was right. I said next. And I shouldn't be next because that implies they've won. They've never won there. So the Flames will win in Vegas when blank. That's a good point. Seven zero and one. That was their the first next time point. George works a full week. <laughs> oh, so that'll be what forever. Hey, hey listen. Thank goodness it's Friday. You yeah, guys dude. pooped. Oh, yeah. You must be exhausted. I am exhausted. Good for um, you. Though. Yeah, I uh, I'm working next week. No, I'm going to be on a long stretch here. <laughs> Do you think it's March 16th the next time the Flames go to Las Vegas? Will they win that game? Who knows? They might. They might have to. The way things are going, they play in Arizona. Two nights before. So they Again, do the exact same trip. trip. Oh, but they got that trip. day in Vegas, though. And that's mm. not great. Uh, they'll they'll be fine. They're a bunch of 
mature adults, I'm sure that Dan well, that, Vegas will be fine. See, that was something that uh, <laughs> the Raptors always benefited from was those early Sunday afternoon games mm. because the boys used to get after it <laughs> on the Saturday night at the clubs, yeah. at the club. The club in, in Toronto. Tor- in Toronto. Yeah. yeah. The Utah Jazz would come yeah, into Utah down Jazz and be like, like, yeah, Drake comes <laughs> over, they party. They're all flat noon start at the ACC, and all of a sudden, whoa, not good. Raptors win. There's something, yeah, but the problem is that used to be how it was, but today's, a lot of the athletes in the like in all the pro sports, they just sit in their rooms on their phone or play video games. Like, they're not yeah. going out like they used to. No. They and don't. go hard. No, like, the, the thing about Vegas is, like, they'll probably just, like, spend more money on a nicer dinner. That would be like my one thing that I'd say they probably do. Yeah, and then it's right back to the hotel and I'll maybe throw a few dice or play a couple hands. Sure, spin the wheel a couple times, yeah. something like that, and then call her a day. The Flames will pick up that's a win in I, Vegas. That's what I would imagine. Yeah, right. I, I right. Get you have to fight Vegas. I've told you about Vegas rage, though, right? Oh, yes. Because Vegas always, I love Vegas, but it always gets me mad because I can never win in Vegas. So then you have Vegas rage. I told you the last time I went there, I dropped $400 before I picked up my luggage. (laughs) And I had Vegas rage right away. I had a very similar experience. My my luggage was just spinning around the carousel (laughs) as I'm losing on the slots trying to to get ahead before I get to my hotel. (laughs) That's a Vegas rage. Like I can never win in this city. They they pulled you in. Like that gift. It's a trap. Yeah, it is a trap those, because you walk out of the plane. It's the only airport in North America where you start hearing the clink, 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 clink those, of the slot machine. Those slot machines in the airport, man, they're like Jack Eichel going back to his blue line. That's a trap, bro. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to do it. Yeah. Uh, there's lots to. Yeah, there's lots. There's lots to. <laughs> yes. There's yes. Lots. Star Wars drops. There's no. Uh, no, let's not do that. There's there's lots to digest in that game. Uh, that second goal that Vladar let in. Oh man! Uh, can I get a wolf, Alex? Because that's what that was last wolf. night. Uh, you can't let that in. And it was surprising that he was in net for the second half of the back to back, second time in his NHL career. And the franchise talked about it pregame that the last time he did that, he let in six goals. Mm-hmm. He wasn't good last night. I think if you want to take good early, yeah. And if you want to take over that kind of number one spot, and Daryl alluded to now that it's a true tandem now in net. When in your in, you're in. That's it. You win, you keep going until it's not. I would be absolutely stunned if Markstrom's not in net tomorrow night in Denver. Yeah, because he lost. Yeah, that. Those, and those are the rules for like now. You that was tough last night because you got to make that save. <sighs> if you're Dan Vladar, it was a sleepy third. It was a quote low event third, and the, that's the way the Flames wanted it to. They wanted to suffocate that game with a pillow over the face, mm-hmm. and that goal that went in was so weak it just flipped the game on its head. The Flames were on their heels a little bit. I thought they rolled through the first four lines, the first four shifts of the third period pretty well. But then a little bit of doubt maybe started to creep into their game. And then everybody was back on their heels and Vegas started coming in waves. And that's when you need your goaltender to step up and and bail the guys out a little bit, give them a little bit more confidence and allow them to press back in the game. And unfortunately, it's a nice entry by the Vegas Golden Knights, but... Like Greg Millen said on the broadcast, didn't love how deep in his net Dan Vladar was. Yep. Daryl Sutter was pretty critical of that goal after the game as well. That's a tough one. Yep. And once again, 
goaltending just yep a tough one because you point at it and you say because it feels like and obviously it's not the case but it does feel like seemingly every game a weak one goes in on the flames that shouldn't go in at this level and that goal can't go in at this level when you're fighting for a playoff spot at that time no Terrible timing. Like you want to let that and in that, when you're up 6-2 because he goes posting and, in. And last night, you're watching that game. How good were you feeling after that first period where you go into Vegas, you dominate on the back end of a back-to-back in a place you've never won. You're like, okay, this this is... And, and they had to get at least one more in that period. That was it. Like, honestly, you after only 20, one, I didn't... You I only didn't had that even, one goal lead. That's it. You needed that extra one it wasn't because that you comfy. played so damn good. You played. You dominated Vegas in that first period. Sure, you did. But at the same time, three power plays, going into, ten shots on goal, going into it. Also, knew Vegas led the league in third period comebacks. They do this. Yep. This isn't out of the norm for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Flames have been dominant in first periods and have blown third period leads all year long. And on a back-to-back, the first period isn't what worries me. The first period is usually where teams on a back-to-back actually play well because yep. for some reason you already have your legs under you. It's later on in the game. And sure enough, looked like they ran out of legs as that game went on. Now, like we just mentioned a little a few minutes ago, you are going to have an opportunity later on in March to basically do this entire thing over again. Yep. But you're going to have a day of rest. And that's going to be the game that I look at and say, okay, now you've shown this. What can you carry over from this game into that game? Because this is a division leader. This is a measuring stick type of game. You got the one point. Two would have been better. Two in regulation would have been great. But if we're being serious, I don't think you're really chasing Vegas for the division lead at this point. Yeah. Lots to discuss with this game. Uh, we'll talk about the Walker-Dewar goal interference penalty. We'll talk about the Michael Backlund change. We'll talk more about the goaltending, uh, the power play. There's so much to dissect from last night's game. Uh, we'll do it straight ahead. The Rose Report, Mike Fuda at 7.30, Derek Wills at 8 o'clock, Connor McGahee at 8.30, uh, voice of the Avalanche, and he does the PA for the Denver Broncos. Uh, we'll talk to him to wrap up Big Show at 8.30. We're taking your text messages, 960-960. The Flames will win in Vegas when blank. The Flames will win in Vegas when blank. Lots to come. Big Show, Russell and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Your number one spot for Flames coverage can be found on Flames Talk with me, Pat Steinberg. Exclusive interviews, trusted insiders, and the latest news. Listen live weekday afternoons at 4 or stream the Flames Talk podcast on demand. Good morning. It's the Big Show, Russell and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. The good news is it's Friday and it's supposed to warm up. Let's go to minus 17 today. Oh, good. And uh, it's dry cold, though. <sighs> they keep telling me here it's dry. Yeah, dry my cold. lips are, are are terrible because of it. Okay. Maybe you're not drinking enough water. Oh, I'm drinking lots that. of water, man. Okay. All right. Hey, yeah. you don't have to get he's so defen- drinking enough water. You don't okay? have to get so defensive, Patrick. You watch right, your I, mouth. I believe you. <laughs> you slanderous. Yeah. Um, we got a lot of hockey guests on. Uh, trade deadline's a week today, by the way. Really? That should be fun. Mm-hmm. Should be a lot of fun. A week and six and a half hours. Yeah. Mike Fuda, Derek Wills, Connor McGahee, all joining us. Uh, text line. One here from Texty McTexterson. Um, 
The Flames will win in Vegas when blank. Uh-huh. The Flames will win in Vegas when blank. When blank. Because they're 0 for at uh, T-Mobile Arena. It's been going really good. 0 and 8. Really good so far. But they got a point last night. <laughs> And uh, Maddie will break that down in the Rose Report, which, by the way, is brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match, then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Yes, sir. We're riding the train right into the weekend. Uh, Yesterday, the Flames blow another lead. W's. That's what I'm impressed. Uh, the Bruins beefed up for the playoffs. If you can't beat them, join them. Uh, George has a Raptors recap. The Jays start their spring training schedule and plenty of local notes for the weekend. So let's get after it. Oh, and some golf stuff too, of course, obviously. Flames and Golden Knights from Vegas. Flames 0-7 in Las Vegas against the Golden Knights in the franchise's history as they entered this game. No lineup changes, including Dan Vladar getting back-to-back starts. He only faced 14 shots in Arizona the night prior. Daryl saying after the game, this on the decision. When you're in. You're in. Okay. That's what we did before with Mark too, the last time, too. Is that the, the process moving forward? Yeah, it was, you know, it's, it's, I think tonight finishes short turnaround 5-8. and eight, So... Uh, you know, guys get a day off tomorrow, decide then. When in you're in, until it's not. Into the first period. Quite, quite like the team in the first period, moving their legs. They would draw a couple of uh, early power plays, and the Flames would actually get on the board early. Hannafin, top of the far circle to Dubé, who spins and drops Hannafin to Backlund, out in front by Shapani, scores! There is a bouncing puck in front of the Golden Knights net, and both Andrew Majapati and Jacob Pelchier took swings at it. Tough to tell who touched it last. Uh, it would be Jacob Pelchier who gets uh, the tally there. Nice work by the youngster on the second power play unit. Vegas would take a third penalty as well, but Calgary only led by one after 20 minutes of play. Um, Pelche was great last night. Yeah. Nobody gets more excited when he scores a goal than Jacob Pelche. Very so good a lot him. of Alex Ovechkin vibes. It's like Mark Stone. Yeah, because he loves to score. Yeah, it's great. Because he loves the sport. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, he loves it. Um, and frankly, he hasn't had a lot of them in the NHL. So have at her, kid. Uh, just rewinding really quickly on uh, Vladar. Yeah, that was the second time in his career he's played the back end of a back to back. The mm-hmm. first time he did it, he let in six. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the horror show that's in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, heading into the game last night, Flames 0-7 at T-Mobile. Yeah. Only eight goals for, 30 against. Well, that's bad. 6.7% on the power play. Well, that's atrocious. 75% on the PK. That's also not very good numbers. Um, You know what I don't like doing when I watch sports? What? Yelling at the TV. But? And sometimes I do it. Uh-huh. And I'm by myself, lonely in my apartment like it's a jail. And you did it yesterday? Yeah, I did it yesterday. Why? Why did Toffoli start on the right side in the power play? I hate I it. I thought he got trapped over there. No, but then he then he played again on the right side. And then in the third period, he started on the right side. Yeah, I don't know. Put him on his off wing where he can shoot the damn puck. And they had Huberto on that side. Great. Put Toffoli on his off wing so we can let that laser beam of a wrister go and score goals like we've seen him do. I don't disagree with you. I don't know what he was. But the power like, play was I, good last I night. I straight up thought he was just kind of... they kind of got trapped on their entries and got a little bit stuck. Power play was good last night, though. Uh, 
10 shots on three power plays in the first period. They dominated the shots 18 to 8. And Eric and Eric talked about it during the intermission. Probably maybe their best period of the season. Yeah. Maybe. Laurent Brissois was pretty good. He was. Yeah. But you felt like they needed just an extra goal in that first period because one nothing felt like how they played should have been a little more. Can I interest you in an early second period goal instead? I would love that. The right wing side, here comes Kadri. He spins, plays it to Peltier. He centers, Huberto scores! On a great pass from Jacob Peltier, Jonathan Huberto goes forehand to backhand and tucks the puck just inside the far post. Zadorov to Kadri, to Peltier, to Huberto, Beautiful. forehand, backhand. Put it in the back of the net. 11th goal of the season. Minute and a half in. Nice work. Now, you want to talk about being on a heater at the blackjack table in Vegas. When nice. Jonathan Huberto scores for you, it feels like you can't lose a hand in blackjack when the Flames are up 2-0 in Vegas, a place you never won. Yeah, you're you're on a crap you're like, here we go. You're throwing it for the 40th you're time. You're throwing you're, sevens yeah. like nobody's business. You're making numbers like crazy at the craps table. Yeah, no sevens. Yeah, well, you, you at, well hit after your you make first, the and then, right. yeah. yes, yes, yes. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with crap, <laughs> you're the gentleman from the crap table. <laughs> so, so blames up two nothing. <laughs> it feels like such found money when Huberto scores, it's, and I feel like it's he's. Good. It's not like he's Lucic when he scores, and you know Daryl Sutter's secretly screaming inside with joy. Mm. But when Huberto scores, it's like he's like the Rudy of this team. It's like wow, it's about time you did something. <laughs> Jonathan Huberto, because he has been better the last few games here. He's been, since Alan he's been Walsh noticeable. Tweet, he's been good. He's been noticeable on the ice. And when Jonathan Huberto scores, it feels like found money this season for the Calgary Flames. Jack Eichel would score on the power play. What did you think of the penalty on Braden McNabb? Uh, sorry, the penalty Walker was Dewar. on Walker Dewar, but yeah. it probably could have been on Braden McNabb. Now, that penalty was soft as soft can be. He was literally pushed into the goaltender. He tried at high to cut speed. around him. He tried to miss him. And I hate if you're the ref, you're calling it from that corner where you can't see anything of the Vegas player. And you it's know, tough. you know how the ref knows he made a mistake. How? He went and talked to Dewar in the box during the break. Yep. Yeah, so my bad. Or he probably was like, whoa, you can't do that. That's why I called it. Because he knows he made a mistake on the penalty. That's a move he has to make every single time. Yeah. If he doesn't, it's how he's going to stay in the NHL. Yeah. It's using his speed and cutting to the net. Like, if you're a guy like Chris Kreider or Nazem Kadri and you get pushed in, you're... <laughs> Jamie Benn, Corey yeah. Perry. Yeah, the list goes on and on of guys who are like, oh, you pushed me in. Now I'm going to really, like, hammer yeah. the goalie My right bad. now. Sure. Milan but, Lucic had an instance of that. But Walker Dewar was flying in because he's looked really fast since being back in the NHL. Because he's burned everybody wide. Yeah, and he's a giant man. Uh, he That penalty was soft. And, of course, the Flames can't kill it off. And I think this is a, a sneaky thing I, I noticed last night, too. I thought Vladar was a little too much in his net on the Eichel goal. Eichel had too much net to shoot at on that one. Yeah, it's an elite shooter, and he's in that Tafoli right, spot. Right, you're I get it. But I but felt if like you're he was nitpick, a little deep there, sure, too. Sure, sure. A little deep. Later on in the... Uh, pardon me. Uh, Jack Eichel does go short side on the power play. His 19th goal of the season. Knights get on the board, but Calgary was able to regain their two-goal lead before we hit the break. And it tries a shot that misses on the far side. Coleman will throw it to the net. He scores! Blake Coleman puts the puck on net. It may have been directed in by Michael Backlund. 
This was a sneaky deflection for beautiful. Michael Backlund. Like, watching that live, you're like, how? What just happened? A yep. harmless shot from the half wall and Backlund with the jumping between the legs deflection. It's funny because Pelche was like, yeah, I tip pucks after practice because I've been watching backs do it and I want to be like him. Backlund hears that and goes, oh, yeah, you want to see something yep. real cool, kid? Does that. Well, the franchise talked about it uh, during the intermission. 14th goal of the season for Backlund, by the way. How Backlund was, uh, he tipped like 12 straight pucks in practice. (laughs) And everybody was rooting him on every time he would tip it. Uh, Last 21 games, Backlund, uh, 21 points, 6 goals, plus 12. In his last 21 games. Super crazy consistent. Yeah, we're going to get to the the error in overtime soon. But before that, he was great last night. And that was such a monster goal. In a period where, again, low event. I thought the Flames really did a good job of choking off the game outside of that horrendous call on Walker Dewar. But 3-1 heading into the second, into the third period, you're feeling damn good about your game. You're feeling pretty good. Vegas also feeling good, though, because they've already had nine comebacks in when trailing entering the third period. And the Flames got through their first set of shifts. It was all right. But then they were on their heels. You could feel Vegas mounting the pressure. Back to pick it up as White Cloud works it up the middle of the spin. Cuts up the right wing side and centers it and they score. You could hear it. Zach Whitecloud puts the puck off the post and in his first goal in 25 games and just his second of the season. Vegas gets on the board five minutes into the third period. That goal from White Cloud didn't love that one for Vladars. Greg Millen pointed out on the broadcast as uh, White Cloud able to go far side on him. Calgary didn't allow another goal until the last couple minutes. No, like just of the game. Just, but, just uh, yeah, go yeah, ahead. That that goal, it can't go in. You can't have that. That can't go in when you're a team that's trying to get into the playoffs. And you played well, and it's a place you've never won. And the coach is confidence in you to play you on the back end of a back-to-back. Sure, it's a little jump from Arizona to Vegas, but this is what the fans wanted. Everything the fans have complained about on the text line and to us throughout the season, Pelche, it's more all Vladar. coming into fruition. Play Pelche more. Playing Pelche more. Huberto's got to be better. He he has been a little better. Oh, Walker Dewar, maybe play his speed in his size in the lineup. Look at that. Maybe give Vladar more looks. They have been. And Vladar poops the bed. Wish I could say the other word. Poops the bed so bad on that second goal that just can't go in at the NHL level. And it's so deflating for this team. And even when the coach calls you out post-game, sort of, you got to have it. You just can't let that go in. It was a sleepy third. I was almost surprised that the Flames didn't allow another goal until the final couple minutes of the third after that, if, um, if that's if that makes sense. Which was a weaker goal? That white cloud goal last night? Or the overtime winner by Stutzla in Ottawa that Markstrom gave up? I would say the Stutzla one. Like, my problem with the White Cloud one is this. And centers it. it That's posted in. Okay. And centers it. But he was way too deep. I I totally agree. But the Stutzla one, you're like... Phil, both of those stank. There's yeah. a lot of stank surrounding both of those goals. Can confirm. Vegas will tie the game late in the third. The flame zone. Yeah. Hannafin has it knocked off a stick. And now it's centered. Stevenson to Kessel. A one-timer stop by Vladar. And now Martinez has shot. It's loose. They score. 
Anderson pushes, uh, I believe it was Kessel, onto his own netminder. And uh, Will Carrier able to jump on the rebound, tie the game late in the third. And that was an unreal save. We just roasted Dan Bledar. But that was an unreal save on Phil Kessel. He made some good stops yesterday, he, no, he too. did. He did. It's the same deal that the goalies every game this year. Yeah. They make five or six saves. You're but like, my goodness. You just need more consistency. And, and by then the you way, lose a one-goal game. They, that, that clip was cut short. Mm-hmm. Man, do they hammer that horn in Vegas. Oh, yeah. That right. horn was getting, like, just after they tied it up. Yeah, that he, was a good 20 seconds of horn in Vegas last night. Uh, I don't know how edited this is. but And now it's centered. Stevenson yeah, to Kessel. To a one-timer stop by Vladar. And now Martinez a shot. It's loose. They score. Yeah, listen, listen. It's all horn. Wait for it. Yeah. William Carrier yeah, in the right a, place at the right. And that's a cut. Yeah. That's a that's one of our ops last night. That would be a That's a lot of horns. They okay, do it down in the dome, enough. too, when it's a big goal. Oh, yeah. They hammer the horn. Get the old But they horn. were really burr, hitting burr. that horn last night in Las Vegas. Uh, let's get to overtime. Uh, well, sorry. Before yeah, we jumped to OT. Yeah, 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 yeah. Flames only mustered, like, 10. It ended up being 10 shots in the final two periods. One shot on goal in the third. And they were millimeters away from Anderson scoring on the power play. That thing hit the crossbar from a laser beam from the point. They were that close to pull ahead in the third period. Yeah, they were. But you can't just have one shot on goal in a period. Michael brings it in and drops it off. Marcheseau shoots off the crossbar, and now Petrangelo scores. That's the overtime winner, but there's more to it before that. Yeah. Michael Backwood actually has a great opportunity to crash the net and has a Laurent Brassois has to make a good save, but he gets stuck. Yeah. And then Jack Eichel kind of presses into the zone, doesn't like what he sees. He backs off to the neutral zone. And as soon as Backlund thinks he's got enough time for a change, he rushes to the bench. Eichel on a dime turns it the other way, three on two. And sure enough, uh, the Marshall shot gets rung off the crossbar, and then the rebound knocked home by Pietrangelo. A tough one for um, Elias Lindholm, who just yep. got on the ice there. Um, it's tough to criticize Backlund because much like the Tanev own goal against the Coyotes, you can't really point your finger and go, come on, Tanev, be better. It's not like Huberto made that mistake, and then we would all be roasting Huberto this morning. Mm-hmm. It's a guy who has been so good for this team for the last month and a half, right? The guy who is, you need some help. You need some help to fix some wingers. Put him with Backlund. Yeah. That's what he does. Yeah. And that line with him and, and Coleman t- and Manjapani has been this team's best line for a few months here now. But that change was a bad one, was a really bad one. And see, again, it works for the NHL. They actually make a smart decision where they make it the long change in overtime, so we have more overtime goals and less shootouts. Mm-hmm. That was a prime example. But you can't go to the bench when they got the puck like that in overtime. You just can't do it. And you're right. Credit to Eichel for baiting him and making him think he had the time. But the timing of that change was just so brutal. You can't go to the bench in that instance. Especially because Eichel's been on for the entire yes. overtime, too. It's, yeah, not it's, not like like, he's fresh. it's not like Vegas had fresh troops, either. No. It was the exact same units yeah. that started overtime again, that were out hard, against each other. It's so hard to criticize him. But that was one of the probably the worst change of the season. 
And this was an issue in the middle of the year. Like, we talked about bad line changes. There's been some terrible ones. There have been some terrible ones. That is the... This one is the this most... Is, this, this is, is glaring. on the pantheon yeah. of horrible line changes for the Flames this season, which I think is on the Mount Everest, if that makes any sense. It's at the top. Mount it's, Rushmore? Whatever. It's at the top. It's on a big mountain? My, my analogy is so bad at this. It's just the worst line change of the season at the absolute worst time when you're trying to win in a place you've never won before. Daryl Sutter postgame. Fatigue caught up with us a little bit. Second goal, our goal, we'd like to have that back for sure. 3-1 game. We'll take that as far into the period as you could. In the third period, you had one shot on goal. Is that That's symbolic? That's what I just said. I think there was some fatigue in our game and wasn't, if, quite honestly, we, they don't score the second goal. I think we, we're still going to complete it. Play the Avalanche Saturday night, 8 o'clock, Hockey Night in Canada. That one will be on the road, obviously, down in Denver. Uh, prior to the action yesterday, a trade. I have two trades to I have. That's good. <laughs> I love that clip so much. That's good. I don't understand right. why his skin is so thin. Uh, anyway. I feel like it's gotten thicker over time. No, it hasn't. It's uh, getting worse. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Like Gary, like you make a ton of bank. Yeah. And like he, it's okay. I don't even think people just dislike him that much at this point. I think they just kind of are like, it's no, part they, of a thing. I think some do, but some I don't people know. remember like lost season and lockouts. Yeah. yeah, like people remember that stuff. Anyways, uh, the Bruins got their defenseman. Uh, they got Dmitry Orlov mm. as well as Garnet Hathaway. Here's the deal: they get uh, Garnet Hathaway from Washington. They have to send Orlov through Minnesota to get a bunch of his salary retained. So uh, they end up having seventy-five percent of that salary retained. He's on the Bruins for a $1.275 million cap hit. The Wild get a fifth-round pick for retaining some money. The Capitals get a first, third, and second-round picks, as well as Craig Smith in this deal. Uh, that first-rounder for Boston's going to be late. Yeah. But nevertheless, an interesting move for the Bruins, who get better. Garden Hathaway, Flames fans remember him. Like, Is there a better playoff fourth-liner? Try and find me one. Yeah. And uh, Dmitry Orlov is the exact type of guy you need back there. Yeah. Can check, can move the puck, yep. can play a little offense for you. Pretty got a little snarl to him. Yeah. Love this trade by the Boston Bruins. And it's totally last dance feels around the Bruins this season because who knows what Bergeron and Krejci are going to do. Yep. But great timing for the Flames. Uh, they play the Bruins next week, and those guys will be in the lineup more than likely. Yeah, they were not in action yesterday. We'll get to them in a second. Uh, we'll start with the Canadian clubs. Western Canada, all in action. The Oilers visited the Penguins while the Canucks faced the Blues in uh, old Stabby St. Louis. Doing if you're it. in Stabby St. Louis, I don't think the players like it <laughs> Start with the Oil and the Penguins. McDavid and Crosby head-to-head. But this one, all Oilers 6-1 to one after 40 minutes of play. Connor McDavid capped his four-point night with a goal on a penalty shot. Oh, my God. As filthy. the Oilers took a 7-2 to two victory. Elsewhere, the Blues and Canucks, not a ton of playoff intrigue, but we'll uh, stay for the postgame comments from Blues head coach. The Blues had a 2-0 lead going into the third. JT Miller scored shorthanded. Andre Kuzmenko scored in the final minute of play to tie the game before Elias Pettersson scored his 28th of the season late in overtime. The Canucks come from behind to beat the Blues. The Blues have now traded uh, Ryan O'Reilly, or uh, as he's known in Toronto, Ryan O'Pastrophe Riley! Vlad Tarasenko out the door. Craig Berube doesn't like the team's battle, especially from their top-end players. They've now dropped 
four straight and nine of their last 12. Our, our best players don't play with any passion, no emotion, and no no inspiration at all. They don't play inspired hockey. You cannot play in this league without emotion, grit, and being inspired. Um, they're getting paid lots of money, and they're not showing. They're not doing the job. End of story. That's it. He's talking about Jordan, Cairo, and Robert Thomas. The, and that's pretty much it. You think you think GM Doug Armstrong has a conundrum on his hands because he's a guy, a coach, he's won a Stanley Cup with. But now you kind of sold some of your team. But then you might be a buyer here at the deadline, which is crazy because they're in on like Timo Meyer. Yeah, than who anything. knows? But again, like. How long is the leash for Craig Berube? You think when it, is he is he there long term? Do they like want to make is. a change? Like because he was so good when they won the cup, they went last place. Blah blah blah. We and all he's know the very story. St. Louis. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know when you have a change in personnel and the same guys that were his guys aren't there, and he's not getting along with the stars because they're younger players and his style of coaching maybe doesn't work with younger players. Well, we'll have to see how things end up working out there. Uh, as for the Pacific Division, start the evening with the Knights. They were in first place, uh, two points ahead of the Kings prior to yesterday's action. Those Kings were visiting the Devils yesterday. Nico Heischer scored in the final minute of regulation to send this one to overtime after the Kings had blown 2-0 and 3-2 leads. Mercer applies the brakes, looks around, has some room, hands it off. Hamilton in deep in front, they score! Overtime game winner! It's Dawson Mercer and the Devils win! Four to three. Former Canadian World Junior gold medalist Dawson Mercer, a three-point game, his third of his career, scores the game winner. The Kings just get a single point and a 3-2 win there. Kraken were three points back to the division lead and five points up on Calgary, entering their game against the Bruins. The Bruins without their shiny new toys. Jake DeBrus scored in the final two minutes of the third to hand the Bruins a 6-5 win over Seattle doing the Flames a favor. Away from the Pacific, Wild and Predators both had games too. Wild shut out the Blue Jackets 2-0. 30 saves for Marc-Andre Fleury, who improved his NHL record in shutouts to 64. The Predators took on the Sharks. Michael Grandlin had three points. The Predators skated to a 6-2 win. Tonight, a six-game slate, including four Canadian teams. Leafs host the Wild. Minnesota wraps a back-to-back after their shutout victory over the Jackets yesterday. Uh, Jets and Avalanche, that's a key Central Division clash. The Canadians and the Flyers in a Bedard Bowl while the Senators battle the Hurricanes. Kings wrap a back-to-back as they went from New Jersey to Long Island to face the Islanders. Final game on the slate, Sabres in Florida to battle the Panthers after Buffalo beat Tampa in OT yesterday. Uh, Raptors recap. Raptors were in action. Yeah, finally. Let's get Back after it. it. All right. Uh, Raptors with a big 115-110 win over the New Orleans Pelicans at home. Pascal Siakam leading the way with 26 points. And again, Jakob Pertl continues to get it done for the Raptors. 21 points and a career-high 18 rebounds. 18? Gary Tr- yeah, 18 boards. Gary Trent Jr. scored 18, including a key three-pointer in the final minute as the Raptors did shoot four. Do we have a good nickname for Pirtle? I went with Pirtle the Turtle, but I just did it because it rhymed. It's not bad. It's not bad. He's but not very turtley. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. I don't get what it means. Uh, it just rhymes. Yeah. Be, turtle the Pirtle. Tur- Pirtle, Pirtle the Pirtle. Turtle. I'm the Pirtle. 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 <laughs> and when he got drafted by the Raptors, you're like, how do you say this guy's poetal? Poetal? Yeah. Poetal? Where's the R? Yeah. There's another one that may be Rorty on the beat. name is? What's that? Jake Puddle. (laughs) 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 NBA guys are so much more clever.
Jake Puddle. It's, That's pretty good. It's not Pertz. Like I think the best nickname <laughs> in the the best nickname in the NBA right now is Anthony Davis. They call him Street Clothes. But he's always hurt. <laughs> That's, That's the best nickname in the NBA. We, we right got now. we got the Block Panther. We got Zublaka. Yeah, yeah okay. Stifle Tower. That's pretty. The Nerlin Wall. Yeah. These are guys that block shots. Ablaka. Yeah. yeah. Serge Water Boy yeah. for Chris Boucher. Yeah. Nice. Block Ness Monster for Michael Robinson or Mitchell Robinson. Sorry, I don't get that one. Block Ness uh, Monster. Lock Ness Monster. Yeah. He's a monster. Yeah. Block Ness. Oh, because he's a monster. Yeah, he's big. How is yeah. he related to the Lock Ness Monster? Well, he's not. Nickname. Okay. Yeah. All right. Pistons at noon Saturday for the Raptors. That'll be on Sportsnet. Uh, they'll play the Cavs Sunday at four o'clock as well. Uh, the Jays don't miss this, George. You're going to get your alarm set. 11.05. Spring training begins. They'll face the Pirates. They've also got a split squad yeah. game against the Yankees Sunday at 11.07. You know, don't you know, miss it. You know my disdain for spring training, but I'm going to watch it today. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to tune in. Are you? No, I will. Because it's baseball. And then, like, you know, warm weather's on the horizon. Listen to a little Blair and Barker. Yeah. Get yourself I love Blair ready. and Barker. Blair and Barker. Yeah. I love Get Kevin your foot Barker's down and accent. let it sing. Get your foot down <laughs> yeah, and let it sing. Yeah, get it singing. Such a beauty. I look forward to him returning to our show where we can have chats with him, too. Yeah. Those are always fun. What else can I tell you about? How about some golf? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Uh, having fun down at the Honda Classic down in Florida. Uh, listen, it's not the best uh, field for this one. All but 19 players finished their first round down at the PGA National Resort. Americans Joseph Bramlett and Billy Horschel were both five under in their first rounds to top the leaderboard. Uh, as for your Canadian contingent... Michael Gligich and Taylor Pendrith both one under, tied for top Canuck after their first round. Adam Svensson was even. Uh, he was a top-ranked player by FedEx Cup points entering this one. Ben Silverman also even. He's in on a sponsor exemption, although he uh, still has to finish his 18th hole from round one. On the LPGA, Brooke Henderson teeing it up at the Honda LPGA Thailand. She was fourth place in this tournament last year, trying to win back-to-back tournaments to start the season, but she's got an uphill climb. Two under in her second round, so she's five under overall. She is seven strokes back of the leader. The Live Tour starts up today. They're down in Mayacoba in uh, Mexico's Maya Riviera. Shotgun started 11-15 on the CW. Uh, go Range Goats. Um, <laughs> do you want to hear the Pat Perez clip from yesterday? Do we have it, guys? Did yeah, you get we it? do have it. Um, right. <laughs> do you want to tee it up? Yeah, well, Pat Perez was asked about, you know, just being in Mexico and whatever. And then he had this to say yesterday. Pat Perez from the Aces. Yeah. Your feelings about starting this season, doing the kickoff here in Mexico? I love it because we're here and the tour's not. <laughs> nice. Boom. Let him sing. End quote. <laughs> You're an awful. Uh, what golfer. I want to know is how Settle many down. how many media are there to cover this live golf Sounds event like in four. Mexico? That's what it did. Yeah, and how many pops have those and media members had before this press conference? I can't blame Pat Perez for jumping to live because he was never going to make that money on the PGA Tour. So good for him it for was... getting that dirty blood money from the Saudis. I just want to hmm. four professional wins. There you go. And he got what, like sixty to eighty million dollars to jump to live? Probably, yeah. Yeah, he's never gonna make that coin. It's not like Bubba and his son <laughs> had the Aces tee. No, 
Uh, Pat Perez played in six of the live tournaments last year. How many of them was he under par? Four. Two. Oh. He was plus six in one, plus five, plus six in another, even. Who isn't tuning into the C-dub today to watch Pat Perez tee it up? He is on the aces, and he has Dustin Johnson on his team, so they sometimes do win, I guess. Okay. Uh, locally, however that works. Yeah, however that's whatever. Locally. Hey, guys. Welcome to my stall. Uh, Dustin Wolf and the Wranglers wrapped up a back-to-back against Henderson. The Wranglers lost uh, to the Henderson Silver Knights. 5-2 the final score at the Dome. Flames 2020 third-round pick Jeremy Poirier with his first AHL fight in this one. Uh, Yuri Patera, the former Brandon Wheat King, who used to stonewall the Calgary Hitman, he stopped 36 of 38 shots for the Silver Knights in his win. Patera was 2-0-1 in his WHL career at the Dome with one shutout, stopping 111 of 116 shots, and he's now 2-0 at the Dome with Henderson, stopping 67 of 73 shots. Those two will play for a third straight time in Henderson. That goes on Saturday. The Hitmen have just 13 games left in the regular season. Chaotic Armadillo. They host the Hurricanes at 2 o'clock Saturday and the Kelowna Rockets Sunday at 4 o'clock. That's a Sunday fun day. Hitmen tied with the Medicine Hat Tigers for 7th in the Eastern Conference. Two-point cushion on the Swift Current Broncos and a three-point edge on the Brandon Wheat Kings as we get set for this weekend's activity. The Roughnecks back in action. Their first visit down to Vegas. They play the Desert Dogs. Ooh. That game goes at 8.30 p.m. tonight. Calgary 7-3 on the season. Most wins in the West, but second in the conference by winning percentage behind the 6-2 San Diego Seals. And finally, the Stampeders made a couple of signings. That octopus certainly is, is all about business. American defensive back Michael Lawson out of Western Illinois, as well as Canadian offensive lineman Jamal Campbell, who is a great, camp, uh, great cup champ with the Argos in 2017. He was drafted in 2016. Played 12 games with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders last year. Uh, I have to ask you. Um, yeah, what's because that? Because the CFL for agency is kind of winding down here. Yeah. I've been told. Uh-huh. Um, what's been the most tantalizing signing for the Stampeders so far? Uh, it would be Julian Hauser, the defensive end that they signed. Mm-hmm. And then the other one would be Ryson John, who's a six foot six Canadian receiver. They drafted in the third round a few years ago. And he was one of those guys that you draft him and you're like, hey, if he's not good enough to play in the NFL and he actually comes up to Canada, that's a win. Mm -hmm. He spent a couple seasons in the NFL and now he's joining the Stamps. So you got a humongous red zone target. So that would be one on the offense and one on the defense. And good night and good luck to you, sir. Uh, Great job, uh, Maddie. And the Rose Report brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street. Southeast. We've also been playing a game uh, the last few shows that producer Patrick Dumas texts me three secret words. I knew you weren't going to actually ask me about the Stampeders without having some sort of... But you didn't call me out on it. Now you're too Secondary late. reason. Yeah, I nailed... Uh, can I get two dings there, please, uh, Alex? Uh, I, na- I nailed Conundrum was one of them. Okay, when did you use Conundrum? Uh, on uh, the Craig Berube question. Oh, okay. Yeah. Does he have a conundrum on his hands with his head coach? Yeah, yeah. Just slid I it see. in there. He yeah, had no idea. Yeah, yeah. And uh, tantalizing was another one. Okay, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. One more to come. There you go. I hate this when game. When will it happen? Yeah. You don't know. <laughs> you know what I do know? Mike Feud is going to join us later on. I'm excited for this. Yeah, he's uh, he's super good. And uh, Derek Wills, the, the voice of the Flames on Sports at 960. I'm sure he'll have a positive spin on what went down last night. Like, I hope so. And we should all be more like Derek Wills and try to have a positive outlook on not only the Flames, but on life in general. I wish I golfed like Derek. Okay. 
All right. That's I have yet to golf with Derek, and I look forward to doing that this spring. Mm-hmm. Um, also, 960-960 on the text line. The Flames will win in Vegas when blank. The Flames will win in Vegas when blank. 960-960, name and location. Lots to come. Big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan.